was watching Adelaide run around and then I was watching Port Adelaide running around, there was only one thing that came to my mind when I saw that happen. Oh, the old Benny Hill theme. Jamie, it's actually nice to come onto the podcast and have a chat to the listeners and have a chat to yourself about football when there's finally been a week where nothing has happened. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to talk about this week. Nothing. Great week on the field. Great week off the field. It's been quite boring. The listeners, you've been doing an amazing job. Hasn't been quiet on the listener front. You guys are awesome, as you know. Thanks for listening to the Lace Out podcast with your hosts, Peps and J-Dog. Um... Yeah, not much going on, I must admit, in this week of football. Is that the way that you've seen it through your eyes? Yeah, stuff all. I yeah, mean, stuff what, all. Tumbleweeds. I guess we're just dragging ourselves to the end of the season. The drag, and the other thing is that they're digging up stories now. They're digging up stories like, oh, Ross Lyon getting sacked, Jordan Lewis retiring, the <sighs> trades, oh, well, some more trade news. Apparently, first I've heard about it, there's a crisis in Adelaide when it comes to what's going on over there. Didn't know that Ben Brown kicked 10. I, like I said, a lot of this was swept under the car, but I haven't heard a thing. I know, I know. It's a, it's a complete and utter, you know, mystery how these news stories have just, uh, I suppose, popped up out of nowhere. Oh, let's just say it what it is. It's been a belter of a week off the it field. Has. It's been a belter of a week. Oh, these, are the, these are the days that you wish for when you can come in You've, you've got your notes and you're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And there's some weeks you've just got no meat. You've just got bones and a couple of bits hanging off and you've got to try and make a meal out of that. But today we've got the whole cow. We've got bucket loads to start from. Normally, I'll go through the uh, incidentals as we do. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in once again to the Lace Out podcast. Like I said before, we would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, Google Podcasts, telling, us, telling the world how awesome we are. Interestingly enough, we did get a review last week, which I'll um, quickly share with you. Um, but more importantly, we love doing this every single week. We love talking football. I usually ask the great man, Jamie Wallace, look, what are you going to talk about? Where do you want to start? But I'm going to start this one off. You can't really go past Ross the Boss, can you? Well, first off, how was your weekend, though? It was, um, I'll tell you what, um, I went to the footy on Friday night. It was uh, two for one night there at the Melbourne Football Club, Members Appreciation Night. And it oh, was. Yep. I thought you meant. I thought you meant for every goal that Melbourne kicked, you got two kicked back on you. No, no, no. It was for every two members that Melbourne have, only one turned up. <laughs> it was a pitiful crowd. But look, I don't know if anyone saw our, our Facebook, um, our Facebook page or my Facebook page. It was uh, an awesome night for our family. If you know, a couple of weeks ago, my dad turned seventy, and the we wrote to the football club. My brother wrote to the football club asking. We could get a card signed by Max Gorn or something by the players. And they said, look, we weren't able to organise that, but would you mind if we uh, put him up on the big screen at halftime? Mm-hmm. Friday turns up and the card turns up. Oh. So the card turns up, signed by a uh, uh, picture by Max Gorn, card signed. Thanks, Trevor. Happy 70th birthday, everything. Halftime of the game turns up. We're all standing there. The family's there, except my wife doesn't go to the footy. Kids weren't there. Too cold. Uh, I was there with my mate, Scotty Osborne, top bloke, Scotty, had a bit of an issue, started having a few beverages at 12.30 and uh, disappeared at quarter time. 
Ooh. Yeah, he wasn't in good a uh, good step. But at uh, half time, Russell Robertson walks over with the great Tom McDonald and says, "Hi, Trev, with a bag in their hand." Hi, Trev. Just um, like to say thank you very much. Happy seventieth birthday. It's members' night. We really love everything that you've done for us. How long you been a member for? And he said, "Thirty-eight years." Russell Robertson goes, "Geez, that's uh, that's a lot of pain you've seen." He goes, "Ah, oh, doesn't doesn't really matter. You know, we love it." Then they invited him onto the field. See, next mm-hmm. minute they're running the ground at the boundary. The two of them, Robbo. Big Trev, Tommy McDonald, up on the big screen being interviewed. And they hand him over a, they give him a box. And he opens the box and it's a Melbourne football jumper signed by all the players. Wow. On the back, Pepper has been uh, blazed across the back. The Melbourne Football Club. Melbourne football, Melbourne football Club did all of this for him. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, we give our football clubs the biggest, oh, and I'll top it off. Today we got an email from the club with all the all the pictures and the video from the night. Wow! So you know your football clubs, we bag them for a lot of their on-field stuff, and we understand we get frustrated, we're passionate, but that's the reason, and that's just an example of how football clubs can just make. And we didn't know anything about the jumpers, and they gave him a hat and some vouchers, like a two hundred dollar voucher for the for the Melbourne store and a few other bits and pieces. Yeah, but that was it. Was just awesome. Wow! An absolute awesome. So the Melbourne Football Club, I give you. I'll give you one of those because, you know what, you've had a bad year on the field. We all know that, and we'll have a chat about that shortly. But you were fantastic, and you made my dad and my family's night. So everything was fantastic until around about 7.50 p.m. <laughs> well, that's a good... That, it's that, a massive that, story. And I'll throw some photos up on the Facebook page. Awesome. Well, that's, a, that's a good story to start off, uh, to start it off because, as you said, you want to start from the top. You want to go with the, with the boss... You can't the go past Ross, Ross the boss. The man named Ross, the boss, sacked. Take it away. Well, I was at lunch today, and I was sitting with a, a colleague of mine, and she said, Do you hear the news? I've gone, what? Ross Lyon's been sacked. I'm like, mate, you're just taking a piss. She goes, no, 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 no. Loads her phone up. And I get on the phone and start, Ross has been sacked. And it was one of those things I thought you could probably see it coming. Yeah. But I didn't see it coming today. No. No, it, it, and it was a strange time. The CEO has also got the boot as well. Do you feel it's early, like one week too early? It just doesn't seem right. It's it's on a Tuesday. It, yeah. Uh, it's, the, 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 his press conference was done in a park. Which is perfectly fine. It's, it's, it's less awkward than, as my shining example, the Brendan Bolton sacked... Uh, the worst, the worst ever. That was that version. was the most awkward one. The guy McKenna one was pretty bad as well too. <laughs> I have to I have to go through the archives to find that. Dig one. that one up and have a look. We'll give you every pat on the butt, every pat on the back. So the Ross Lyon one was done in the park, yeah. Yeah, he 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 did his interview in the park, but they just pretty much told him, and then they had a separate one altogether. But he signed on as coach in 2012. Coached 184 games with Freo, including one AFL uh, grand final appearance. He was contracted until the end of next year, hasn't made finals in the last four years. He and Peter Bell didn't see eye to eye on many football issues. David Hayer will be stepping in, along with Ross Stephen uh, Rossich is expected to leave the club. Not expected, he will be going as well. So they've just gone whackety whack whack one week to go. Now, I'm 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 putting my, my agates on the line here on the chopping block, and I'm willing to go. Because we've got a new member into the Sally's the Sally's report, which is David Hale. Very confident that he will not be signed up as a permanent coach after one game. 
Or you're going out on a limb. Unless you were north, you do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm sticking pretty good to this one. I don't think they're going to be chopping him, uh, giving him any look. You know, we've we've seen enough after uh, 100 minutes of football. We're going to give you the gig. So let's. So I got two questions for you. Yep. What's next for Ross Lyon, and who would Frio be trying to target, considering that's gone one week early? Who are they trying to get as an assistant across, or who are they trying to look at poaching? I just, I just, I think that they don't have anyone in mind. That's what I. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. I don't think that they've got anyone in mind because the names that the only two names that you think would come to mind: Brett Ratton and the other bloke, uh, Scotty. Brett Scott, Chris Scott. I can't tell the one who hasn't got Brad, a job at the moment. Brad, 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 Brad. Who so hasn't got a job at the moment? So they're the two that I can think of. Off the top of my head, uh, coaches who have had the experience side of things. You've then got a couple others. You've got Justin Longmuir from that side of town, Peter Sumich from that side of town. You've also got um, Jade Rawlings, who has been an assistant for quite a while. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if he went over and did that. But it just seems strange that there's no one that stands out to go, yep, they're suited for Fremantle. Yeah. Um, I was hearing on the radio, he's almost the, the Jose Mourinho of the AFL world, where he comes in with a team who's on the rise, extracts so much out of them in around about a three to four year window, and then by that stage, they're completely cooked, and you have to move him on. Yeah. Because he, he's had that twice now. He's done it with St Kilda. He's, done it, he's been in four grand finals without a win. Mm-hmm. Paul Black knows how to get him to the top of the tree. He just can't pick that final apple off the top branch. But at the other side, there isn't much growing when he uh, when he climbs down. There's just nothing. So he, he they the rebuild apparently is there. I just don't know who's going to take him. I really don't know where he's going to go. I couldn't see him being in the media. He's very articulate, but I couldn't see him being on commentary because he just doesn't talk fast enough. Yeah. Um, maybe as a written columnist, maybe. Um, does he even yeah. want to go down the road of an assistant? You know, it's it's just a strange one where you, you see people who want it, but he's done it for so long. Does he want to coach anymore? I, I think he's got the passion to. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's an interesting one. I mean, first off, the timing of doing it one week before the end of the end of the season. I think that's just. I feel it's a bit of a shitty move, but I mean, as you said um, in that in that rap before, that Peter Bell and he have had a few um, issues where they haven't seen eye to eye, including uh, the big one with oh, now the name's escaped me. Who is who's just been let go from Frio? Got from Gold Coast. Ooh, from Gold Coast. Barlow was the other way around. No, 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 Harley Benel. Yep. So Peter Bell wanted Harley Benel gone two seasons ago. Yep. Ross Sport for him, um, and there's been ongoing issues since then. Well, that was one of the one of the. It was interesting when the that happened last year when a number of them got their contracts. You remember when they signed up Sandlands, Ballantyne? Can't remember the third one. It might have been Benel for another year. That was the that was the night or the day that Brad Lloyd decided to pack up shop and go over to Carlton. Mm-hmm. That was almost a catalyst because that was done without his apparently his knowledge. Yep. Um, so he was a bit stunned by that. And it just looks like Peter Bell has the run of the show down there at Fremantle. And if you don't agree with him, you're too bad, too sad. Yep. Well, I mean, there's a few there's a few assistant coaches who um, are probably ready to take it to the next level. 
You've got Adam Kingsley, who's uh, Richmond. Yep. Uh, Matthew Nix, who was a GWS. John Barker. There's heaps. Scott Burns. Jade Rawlings. I heard Hay- uh, they had pickers on the radio this morning. He was even saving, saying Henry Playfair. Yeah. He's a gun. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He was the most That's- boring footballer to watch. What would he be like as a coach? Yep. And then you've got the other ones. You've got you've got people like Brett Ratton and Vossi uh, are always going to be up there. Vossi might have a job this time next week. <laughs> Brett Kirk, a Sydney guy, bringing across from someone from Sydney. It's just a never-ending story, isn't it? It's 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 really open, and I find it really interesting because you're going to have well, obviously you got Frio and you got St Kilda who are looking to tie up their futures. Um, there's even heat on Leon Cameron at GWS that sort of started to bubble away this week. But where's that coming from? Like he has got, let's be honest, he has got quite a fair bit. He's got quite a amount of talent out. Yeah. Um, you put that. Is that the league putting pressure on him because they well, want them to succeed? But they've been successful. They're going to play finals again for the umpteenth year in a row. Crikey! If I was, if I was barracking, if GWS. Melbourne could do what GWS, if Port could do what GWS have been doing over the last few years, I wouldn't be complaining. No, but you also got to look at it and go, well, Gold Coast have been around now for, for quite a few years, have have been given every concession under the sun to get that premiership. And under Leon Cameron, you can't, you can't argue that he has absolutely stalled with this team. I think he... As, yeah, I think uh, on the the result from the weekend, um, that that I didn't see that one coming, and we'll, we'll have a quick chat about that later on because there's what there's a couple of teams that are just firing in the finals at the moment, and there's teams that are limping in, and it's a shame that they've made finals to be honest, but you know what they've earned the right to. Yep. Well, Leon Cameron started with um, started in 2013 with GWS, and if you look at it as coach. Um, as coach. So seven, he's been going seven years, not, this is his seventh year. Correct. So the same amount of time as Ken Hinckley. Just going to leave that there on the table. I don't know who that was. A che- I think that was a cheap shot at Ken, wasn't it? No, actually it wasn't a cheap <laughs> shot. You, you hit him straight between the eyes. But I'm, I'm, well, all I'm trying to say is, all I'm trying to say is this team has been given a lot screwed my club, screwed your club when this team came in with giving away all the picks and all the drafts and all those concessions they got. Yep. We're now talking uh, 10 years down the line. We're still screwed. You're still You're screwed. St- exactly. But what have they done in 10 years when they've been given the sun? Nah, and the worst thing is, is that Cornelio will leave. Oh, Cornelio's gone. He's gone. And there's another two first-round draft picks. You can't see them getting just one. They'll get two for him. Yeah. And they just restock and do what they do. But they yeah. they will they will never ever fall apart. I cannot see them falling apart completely. Because anyone who leaves that mob are guns and they're gonna get good picks for them every single time. It's yeah. and it's complete opposite with Gold Coast. Everyone goes up there for a retirement check. Yep. Yeah. And don't forget, their first three years in the AFL, they got given not only all those extra picks, they also got given an extra $1 million in their salary cap space. Which is strange, because if you think about it, a lot of those kids are on first and second year wickets. So where Mm -hmm. did all the money go to? Tom Scully and his dad. (laughs) 
Thank you. Hold on. Yeah. Correct. So, so 2012 was their first season. But 2019, I'm going to call it now. They're not going to make a big impact in finals, yeah? Nah. They've got too many so injuries. Too many. Now it's going to be 2020. It's eight years they've been playing in AFL. Yep. In the AFL, in, in the AFL competition. Yep. They're no closer to a premiership. They're probably further away now than they have been. Um, no, I, I still I'm still. I'm not on them. I'm not on, and I haven't been on them for now a couple of years. I was on them halfway through the year, but yep. they've just oh. got they've just got injuries again. They they just cannot get their full complement on. Fuck. Speaking about another player who's who's been Brett, Brett Ludio, another one who's hung the boots up. Yes, as, as you were on the GWS topic. I know we'll get to, to Jordan Wilson in a moment, but. You know, he's had a great career, and he he just left at the unfortunately the wrong time. He left one year too early. Yeah, you say that, but he wasn't going to get a game in Richmond, was he? He started no. to have those those. What you never know. You, you, you just never know. I know, but he started to have what they call the old man injuries with the calf. Yep. You just can't seem to get that calf right, and it happens to a lot of players who are at the back end of their career. Yep. He played. I think it was something like 220 games uninterrupted with injuries and then had two seasons smashed by it. Oh, he got he got cooked. Um But they didn't give up he, much. They didn't give up much for him. He went up there. He, he was actually playing some good footy. He's, he's playing some good footy years. at the moment, yeah. But unfortunately um, he just missed him. He just wrong place, wrong time. But he'd be happy yeah. for the group. But he got everything out. He got everything out of him he possibly and could. Absolute jet. Absolute oh, yeah. jet of a player. Standards were standards were fantastic. I don't think there's yeah. anyone who's had a bad word to say about him. No, and no. it seems to be. And I, I haven't looked. I, I'm not going to look at the at the internet because my tapping on the keys. I know how you hate that, but I'm pretty sure that he is the fastest player to 200 AFL games. You could fact check me on that one there, but he'd be up there with it because he really had almost uh, seven seasons uninterrupted. He'd be pretty close. Yep, there he for would him. be very, very close. Let me see if I can find that statistic for you. All right, hey, um, so Ross the boss, not too sure who's going to get there. I will yeah, say, if, yeah, yeah, sorry, I, here you go. That's all right. I'm not too sure what's going to happen there. What I will say though is, I think that I'm, I reckon they got someone in mind, and I think it'll be a Perth-based coach. I don't think it'll be anyone from. I think you need to be Perth-based to really understand that mecca. Yeah. Um. And I did see something quickly before we jumped on air tonight. Um, the next caretaker or the next takeover coach of Ross has got a lot to thank Ross for because he made Fremantle relevant again. As yeah, a he club. did. No, yeah, no he did. Them. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were they were on the anchor. They were at the bottom of the ocean. He brought them back up. So yeah. Snaps and claps, my friend. Snaps and claps. Uh, all right. So. Let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at Jordan Lewis. You said that he's pulled the pin. Hey, what more could this guy have done? Uh, four flags. I must admit, I did see the, the photo of him and Clarko. I don't think you need to uh, him and Clarko and Goodwin. Yeah. I don't think he can really say much more than that. No. 264 games for Hawthorne. He also played 50. See, I didn't really realize he played this many games for Melbourne. 54 games. Yes. Was a little bit less than that. So... He was he was perfect for us, and I want him to stay at the club. I would love if he can get his best mate Ruffy over to us as well. Mm-hmm. I'm being very, uh, very selfish from that perspective, but the standards that he has set for a lot of other people, 
Yeah. Um, no one has said a bad word about him. Played in four flags, all Australian. Um, yeah. Best and fairest winner. He'll be a Hall of Famer. For sure, what, for sure. What, what, more, what more can you, He had probably the best year, yeah, going around besides David Hale. <laughs> what more? What more can you yeah. say about him? What more no, can no. you say about him? 318 games. Like, 318 games is a huge achievement in today's um, AFL True. Uh, setup. It's not 377 like some guns, but we'll, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> um, and considering he played in, I think, what possibly, look, undoubtedly the team of the decade. Would you agree with that? Oh, jeez. If you put their three-peat up against the... Four-peat? No, 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 no. Remember, it wasn't four in a row. He did win no, four, but he didn't win four in a row. But if you put their three up against Brisbane's three, I still think Brisbane were... Uh, I'd still take Brisbane. But saying that, Hawthorne did it beautifully. They had the super draft. Him, Roughhead, Franklin... One other one that they picked up at the same time. Can't doesn't come to mind my head. Think about it later on. And they just built them up from scratch. And that, and that yep. grand final that they won, if you have a look at it, that they were they shouldn't have won that at all. The Geelong won. Geelong. They were Geelong lost one game for the year. Yeah. And then they lost two. Yep. So they, I think, just a combination of just absolute spunk in the young blokes, the older blokes, Crawford, Stewie, Jew, you name it. Killed it, and you got arguably the best coach, and I won't say modern era, but one of the best coaches ever. Full stop in Alistair Clarkson steering that ship. Mm-hmm. They were just they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't. Perhaps this is my personal opinion. I don't think he'll stay in Clubland. I think he'll go to Media Land. You reckon? Yep. I think he's a pretty good media performer, other than looking like a flog sometimes with his fake glasses. Um. He's going to media land. You reckon? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Interesting. I, I, I don't think so. I think he wants to. I, th- I think he wants to coach. He, he, he said that he has a passion to coach, and I think Melbourne have already tabled something up to him, and I also think they've also tabled something up to Buddy, uh, to 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 Ruffy as well too, which is another one. Hey, by the way, talking about a bloke who decided, can I say something? When you when you're finishing up your football career, you're supposed to like go backwards. Yeah, he has a farewell game kick six and is going to play this week. Is that actually going to happen? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it'll happen. Why wouldn't you? I, no, I, I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. You want him to I finish want, on the I six? I want to leave at six. Oh no, he's going to have more comebacks than John Farnham. Uh, I want it to, I want to be six, and that's it. You reckon? Nah, I, think, I, I love it. Nah, I reckon. I reckon he'll be. He might, they'll play him. Why wouldn't you play him? Just yeah, let him. He's um, got one more game. What have they got to lose? But in the press conference today, it was really quite nice having both Alistair Clarkson and Simon Goodwin. Talk about um, Geordie coming into the club as a, as, a, as a young young kid. Yep, from down from down the coast. Yep, um, coming to the club and you know how his father said you know if he ever steps out of line, you know, give him a good kick up the ass. You know those sorts of stories. Yep. And then Simon Gooden talk about you know the myth of who he heard or what he heard about Jordan Lewis versus the reality when he got to Melbourne Football Club and the type of leader he was and, and the way that he worked with the club never once cracked the shits, dropped the lip or, you know, shrugged the shoulders. He was always fully supportive of the club, the coach and the message behind everything. And that's awesome. Tell me you don't want a bloke like that hanging around your club. I, I agree. And I've always said this and we all say it, listeners, you say it as well. They're the type of people that you boo at the footy 
but you wish you had him on their team. You yep. wish you had him on your team. And so to Jordan Lewis, uh, we give you the perennial. <laughs> Round of applause from the audience because you have been amazing, my friend. Been amazing. Um, I've just realized something. Yes. Don't you find it ironic that a guy with a surname Goodwin is uh, coaching Melbourne this season? <laughs> look, at, look at your it's, face. It's you almost, try not to explode. It's almost, it's almost uh, true, though. We've had five, so he's good wins. <laughs> um, look, all I know is, is that there's going to be a lot. There's already four departures from the fitness side of things already gone. Um. I think the only strong, thing, I, yeah, pun. Strong, strong, strong team to be losing there. Nah, <laughs> not really. Listen, no, we've, we've already gone over it. I think the interesting thing from my perspective, though, is when they're talking about an internal, they're doing an internal review. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't rate that. Oh. Nah. Um, I don't know. I think that should be external. But Where apparently, yeah, you know, don't want to go into it. It's, it's a broken record club. They were putrid on Friday night. It was probably one of the. It was probably the single worst game I've seen since four years ago. <laughs> it seems to be the round of a putrid. Oh, uh, it was just putrid. I, you know, the funny thing was, I was. We had another scoreless quarter. I didn't get yeah. a message from you. I thought two, it, you had I, two quarters, didn't you? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you had two scoreless, two scoreless quarters, goalless quarters. Wouldn't, mate, they all blend in at this stage of the year. They all blend in. Doesn't make a difference. And then. Your mob go out and just had a scoreless uh, game. Uh, let's talk about them later. Let's oh, talk let's talk about them later. Let's talk okay. about the trade games. You want to talk about the trades? It's trade time. Trade time. You to me. Excellent. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. I was going to try and find the Game of Thrones thing. Okay. But, I, but I'm not going to play it. But I was, I was going to try and get you to set it up on your little soundboard there. Yep. And you can play the Game of Thrones well, anytime. Well, you just, you just keep talking away and let me let me get it. And then we'll start this again too. So did you want to quickly have a chat about, before we go into the Game of Thrones, yeah. why don't you talk about uh, the Travel in Port Adelaide or Travel in Paradise? Absolutely. Let's I'd love about to talk this about yep. this. Well, you do that thing there. So, listeners, let's just say that the state of Adelaide, thank God that Elon Musk has invested his power battery over there because this state is about to implode and lose everything. So, after the Crows were, and this is talking about a Port Adelaide fan here, after the Crows were thumped by 66 points against Collingwood on Saturday night, all but knocking them out of the finals race, when Collingwood slammed on six unanswered goals in the third, third term, all Port had to do was play the Kangas, who <laughs> one goal the week previously to all but ensure them a top eight spot. No, 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 no. Port decided to up the game a little and serve up an 86-point capitulation to North Melbourne. Remember, back to the story, North kicked one goal for a whole game the week previous. Well, Jamie, I was just having a bit of a think about there, and when I was watching Adelaide run around, and then I was watching Port Adelaide running around, there was only one thing that came to my mind. Especially running through my mind when I saw that happen. 
Oh, the old Benny Hill theme. You can put the footage of that game on the Benny Hill theme. And that's what both teams look like. So let me just let me just give you some context as to how much. So so basically, now I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna rage at the end of the season if we don't make the finals, which we probably won't. But anyway. Port Adelaide with that huge thumping that Collingwood just served Adelaide. We were basically all but assured, but no, no, no. Port Adelaide, with the fate in their own hands, as we've seen for the last five years, decide to cock it up. Not only did Port Adelaide get beaten, we got beaten this badly. Smashed. By uh, North Melbourne got 263 disposals to our 143 contested possessions 92 to 60 so that's a that's a minus 32 contested possessions uncontested 174 to 178 almost a hundred difference there uncontested marks 49 to 22 clearances 22 to 12 and inside 50s 33 to 19 i mean there is not a stat that shows port in a good light at all oh i can say is is that when you read that out, and Benny Hill is still playing in the background, it's just, mm, it's football. It's a it's a footy gasm right there, my friend. You've basically got a whole another team running around on the park you're playing against, such as the difference between every stat there. You know, the, the interesting thing also is is that when you watch the North Melbourne game, um, at one stage, the ball going down to the forward line. It was almost the Benny Hill theme song going in the background. As you can hear right now, listeners, tell me if you like a bit of Benny. Write in the comments. Um, he, he was just like, his eyes were lighting up. He was, he was pinging. I'll turn the music off now just to give you a bit of a respite. I think two minutes of Benny Hill <laughs> was enough to rub that one in. But he, he was he was amazing. And can I just say, yes. and I'm going to say this, whoever says that goal kicking is hard... Set shot goal kicking is hard. Can you go back and watch Ben Brown, please? Yes, he has the Michael Holding run-up. 45 steps or something. Who cares? He could start in, He could start on Bridge Road if he was playing at the G, and I wouldn't care less if he was slotting like he was. Kick a drop <laughs> punt. Don't worry about the fancy stuff, and you're going to kick bags. But it was great to see a bag getting kicked. No. Yes, it, it was. It was no. great to see a bag. Listeners, do you like bags? I love bags. Especially a bag kicked by a big hairy dude. Oh, crusty. Fantastic. 11 goals he kicked in the end. Was, 11. Was it, it was 11 or was it 10? No, 11. It was 11? He kicked more goals than Port Adelaide did for the whole team. Yeah, but you, you get used to that after a while. He, he was mean, awesome. I loved it. He had six to half time. I thought, is he going to... Ooh, I was just, it was just, I love bags. I love bags. I love bags. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I've got a story to share with you. Go for it. Okay, so Wednesday, Thursday last week, I was just like going, I was thinking, okay, well, I might go to the game this Saturday. I said, I said Eddie had, Port Adelaide, most likely going to win. So I'm going to go and just just watch it, have a Saturday night. And then uh, my wife on Friday sends me a text and she goes, oh, how keen and how locked in are you to go see this game? And I said, well, I haven't bought tickets yet, but. I have to play it on the thing unless you've got something organized. She goes, well, I have. I've got something booked. Um, so we spent the weekend. We went down. We had a friend's first birthday party. Or not a friend's first birthday. Their daughter's first birthday party. <laughs> and she did a surprise thing where we went to Ballarat uh, for the weekend. 
and we were out Saturday night watching that new, watching the uh, the Battle at Santa Light show thing at Sovereign Hill. Oh, yeah, cool. All I can say is thank God I was not at this game. I am, I am forever thankful to my wife for booking something on this game because I can tell you, I don't know if I'd have a podcast to do here tonight with you, Peps, if I had gone <laughs> to that game. I reckon you would. Hey, can I ask a question, though? Were you robocopping? Oh, yeah. I was trying to eat my fried rice and it was getting chucked. <laughs> I was chucking around fried rice around the room like you've never seen. My hands, I was trying to eat the food off my fork and it was just like flinging behind me. It was bad. I watched, I, watched from, I watched from the middle of the third quarter to the, to the end of the game. And by the end of it, I was, I was, I was almost cheering for Ken Hinckley to be sacked that night. I'm amazed but, he. I'm amazed he hasn't been sacked. To be honest. Well, well, let's let's. What let's, more? Let's what more do you have to do to get sacked? Well, it's the second part of it. I mean, well, probably, are we going to start talking about Port Adelaide now? No, no, no. We're going. No, no. We're going to talk about quickly just about Adelaide. Oh, you've Adelaide. Got, you're going to talk about Adelaide now. You got Don Pike. Well, hold on a second. Oh. Go for it. I just put Benny back on. Okay. You got Don Pike there, who literally, who, who is seriously under consideration of being uh, sacked this week, and or next week, sorry. And you've also got about four or five players who are going to be traded, delisted, um, or aggressively moved on. And Mark Rashuda, who is a board member there, has basically promised that's going to happen to Adelaide members. Yep. Port Adelaide, on the other hand, um, I don't see another lever they can play other than doing some some moves they've, they've traded aggressively i see that ken's talking about you know young list and an injured list but i mean it's up to you to get the players up to play for a final spot and we've seen this now five seasons in a row where the players which should be up are not up and they've thrown it away i just the thing that stuns me about port adelaide is you go and do what you do one week. I think it was against Essendon in Melbourne. And then you go and serve up that stink the week after. Yeah. You just, you, you, it's almost like you're bipolar at a football level. And you, you go a season or two, oh yeah, young players, injuries. But when it's now been five seasons and we've made all of those lists. Look, we've let go some seriously good players, and our list is, if anyone looks at our list and knows a bit about football, you go, shit, decent team, decent team. And yet you look at the results and go, how does this team keep middling it around 9th, 10th, and 11th? Well, all right. I'm going to quickly run something by you, and you just mentioned it just then. Okay. I want to go from the bottom up, and tell me if these teams are paper teams. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast? No. No, nothing. just nothing. They've got nothing. <laughs> Melbourne? Yes, they're a paper team. Yes. On paper, they look good. On paper, they look great. Okay, Carlton? Yes. Sydney? No. St Kilda? No. Frio? No. I would say if Frio had their full complement on the park, they'd be a paper team. Yeah. North? A little tricky one. Um, I don't think they're a paper team. No, I don't think so either. I'm, I'm just going, I'm running through their lines. No, I can, I can pick out five or six good players only. Port? Yes. Absolutely. Adelaide? 
yes, they're the biggest paper team that's running around. And outside of the eight at the moment is Hawthorne. Oh, well, they're 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 well known because they're Hawthorne. Yeah. But I don't think they've got. I oh, know they do have amazing players. No. no, I take that back. They are definitely a paper team. Yeah, are you right? No, I don't think they're a paper team. I don't think they're a paper team. The results sort of show that they're they're, they're actually quite good. If you have a look at what they've got and who they've got. What I'm saying is the paper teams are the ones that look you look on paper when you're doing your footy tips and you go, who's in, who's out? You go, oh, yeah, they look all right. Melbourne versus Sydney on the weekend. You go, oh, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, they're losing a few. Not too shabby. Yeah. Port versus North. I picked Port. Yeah. All right. Adelaide versus... Who did Adelaide play? I forgot. Adelaide played uh, Collingwood. Okay. I picked Adelaide. Yeah. And you get let down because they're paper teams. They've got nothing... They've got nothing when they hit the field. They're just showing nothing at the moment. Oh, there sorry. is a lot of turmoil. I thought, pa- I thought you meant paper team and like look at the team quickly and go, good team or bad team? No, no, no. You look at the team and you go on paper and you go, yeah, not bad. Then when they hit the field, you go, oh, shit, what's this team doing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's three teams there. But then you have a look at someone like Carlton. Jeez, they just go in the right direction. Yeah, well, then Carlton, I suppose, on your theory, wouldn't be a paper team because they actually are... Playing amazing, yeah? Oh, is that they're, right? They're the reverse where you go, who are these guys? And then they go out and do... That's a little bit like Hawthorne. That's what I was saying. You look at them and go, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but they've got something right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Adelaide definitely in crisis. They, they are definitely in crisis. So I'll, I'll be interested to see who the first coach to get sacked would be. And I think I would say... I'd say almost Don Pike would be the first one to go. Yeah. But I- you know the classic is? If, if, let, let's, let's say... Up until last weekend, both teams were in. Both teams were in the in the eight. Oh yeah, for and they're sure. still under scrutiny. For sure. So how does that work? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Do, do you know what, Peps? And I think this comes back to what we, what we always say. These days, fans aren't dumb. Nah, fans are very clued in as to what's going on. And these days, and I'm, I'm telling you, this weekend at Port Adelaide's last game of the season at home, they will not. There, there will not even be 25,000 people there. You reckon? I'm telling you. Two for people, one. Two for one game. <laughs> people are not going to turn up. Yeah. People are over it. And Adelaide people are over it as well. I'm telling you. Adelaide is not in a... Not in a Adelaide, as, as the city, is not in a good place with their two football teams right now. Do you think the league care? Because they know that Adelaide is a football market and it will turn around. Do you think they really care? So I don't think they do. For Adelaide Crows, I don't think so because they are very financial. Port Adelaide, um, I think they should be concerned because we've still got a massive debt to the AFL and the less fan engagement that seems to... Well, I'm feeling less engaged as a supporter and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the many are being less engaged. So if I'm less engaged, I start to question my membership every year. I start to question going to games and buying merchandise. And that would ring alarm bells because then we've got state, we've signed stadium deals um, that we may not be able to pay. Therefore we need to borrow more money from the AFL. So I think that should be concerned. Yeah, I do too. Um, You're not the only club, mate. There's a lot of clubs out there that still rely on the AFL for a handout. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, and unfortunately, the ones that are getting the handout aren't performing too well. And yep. I don't have, you know, you just look at the bottom half of the eight. Yep. Now, can we just, 
now to the complete other opposite of that of, of, of that end oh no because that was that was pretty that was a pretty deep moment here. that was pretty deep other end yeah have you found have you found the theme yet yeah but uh, can i just quickly throw something because yeah. i want to I spin this around on a, on a, hey, on a, hey, on a hey, your podcast no our podcast our podcast yeah but i run it um so <laughs> <laughs> i, I want i just want to highlight a couple of things all right because we always talk about the doom and gloom of football mm-hmm. but i just want to highlight a couple of things all right on the weekend the top four teams played each other yes 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 Strike me down with a feather if they were not two of the best games of football that I have seen in a long time. Listeners, go back and watch the last quarter of the Brisbane Lions game versus Geelong, Corker. Go back and watch the end of the West Coast Richmond game, Corker, and you will see why, no pun intended, but two of those four will make the grand final. Collingwood, GWS, Essendon, and Western Bulldogs, you're just giving your supporters false hope. Because you're not going to get with uh, an inch of those top four teams. It was unbelievable scenes with Brisbane Lions, their ex, the, 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 the Cats ex-player kicking the winning goal, and then Fagan running down and hugging the players. That was Amazing. He's kept the lid on it so much throughout the year, and God, I wish I saw that emotion in, in coaches more often. Yeah. I, he, I don't know about you, but when I see that, he reminds me of my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, he just like he just he just wants the best for everybody. Yeah. And they just love him. Yeah. And and I think he's the perfect guy in the perfect place. Geelong, yeah, they went down. They went down fighting. Yeah, but West Coast. You know what? I reckon that might have been the grand final preview: West Coast versus Richmond. Oh, it was. Oh, well, it, you know, quarter. and the conditions weren't that crash hot either. West Coast gave up a bit of a lead. We know that, but Richmond—they just seem to be peaking at the right time. Yeah, I, I, I think there's three teams in it. To be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Geelong are one of them. Ooh. Even though they're second, you have a look at their run since the bye and you keep going to it. Good form's yeah. winning form. They haven't got it. The other three teams have. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And it ain't going to be easy this week because they've got a trip and they're playing Carlton. How good would it be if Carlton take them on down? And they're not going to be easy, Carlton, as well. This week at GMHBA Stadium. But good. just I, know, I just wanted to quickly bring that up before we get into the trade side of things because... It was just great to see just good football because we come on every week and we talk about the bad things that happen in the game. Mind you, studs up rule. What a farce. Just another complete cock up by the AFL. Do you think it's an overreaction though? Oh, I mean, not it's that, just, it's, but, but, but the media overreaction. I mean, oh, yeah. they just come out and say, look, we got that wrong. Move on. But that's the problem with the AFL. They don't come out and say we got it wrong. Like, but that was so wrong and they couldn't even say, well, the interpretation was wrong. But I think, sorry, the rule was actually right. And that, that was me throwing my pen, by the way, listeners, because <laughs> it was, you saw it and it was a great mark. He did nothing wrong. People have been doing it for hundred almost over 160 years of football. They're killing the game by doing that stupid, just I know, sanitizing the, the game. At the same time, this is where we have to hold ourselves and media to account a little bit, is the fact that um, all on Monday and Tuesday is all about, we need to change the rule, we need to redefine the rule. The problem is we just keep we 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 are the ones that are putting the pressure on the AFL to keep changing. But the we rules. don't. No, 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 no. We're not. 
Because the yeah. AFL, no, no, because if the AFL came out and said, you know what, we made, that was wrong. They did. That's all, but, but why do they take two days to come out and say that they're wrong? Why can't they just come out and say, you know what, we got that one wrong. I, I agree. First thing, Monday morning, you know what, that was wrong. Yeah, we got I, it wrong. I do agree. The That's the problem. There is no leadership at that mob at the moment. They stand for everything except for the game. It's all about the cash. They don't care about the supporters. And this is another example. We don't want the game changed. We don't want the rules changed, but you keep tinkering with it. And this is the type of stuff that happens. Yeah. Just look, leave it alone, please. And you wouldn't rule. have the media banging on about this shit. We wouldn't have a podcast. We'd talk about the good stuff. <laughs> but you give us too much ammunition. Look at me getting fired up. You give us too much ammunition every Tuesday night because of the stupid decisions that they make. Um, what I did, what, look, the rule was brought in to stop that, that kick from bloody, what's the name? Toby, Toby Green. Green. Of course it was. Like ninja kicking. <laughs> and I think, and I, I, look, I think the umpire just, I think the umpire just got a little bit, lost the feel for the game. Yep. There's two instances. Yep. I, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I think they just, they, they just lost it. It just didn't make any sense. Even, even the one earlier in the year with Jeremy Howe. Fast. Yep. Just come out and say, we made a mistake and we'd be happy to move on. But their lack of accountability from that perspective is what caused everybody to pass. Hey, all right, right, let's go. Um, uh, It is Game of Trades. Whose throne will be taken away? Isn't that an epic entrance? I cannot hear it. I know. Just, just go with me. Cornelio. Let's go through some of the names. Cornelio. Patton. Jones. Hill. Carl Eamon. Winterfell. <laughs> um, yeah, where are we going to go? All right, so we might have to roll out that theme every week for the uh, the game of trades. So let's, let's go. Let's rip through a couple of these bad boys and what we've heard so far. All right. Let's, let's just you do go. the big one here. This is the big one this week. All right. Go for it. Okay. So John O'Patton will almost certainly sit out the rest of the season uh, ahead of a potential move to Hawthorne where he's had three Nikos. Three Nikos? That's where he's been playing <laughs> in the Nico. Three Nikos. So I, I guess the game here is he doesn't want to go and play a game of football and risk potentially stuffing up his tray, which is very heavily linked to. Hawthorne. Yep. So he's decided. So he's training. He's training fit. He is doing match simulation, but he is not wanting to go out and play the game before a trade is done with Hawthorne. Okay. The big thing here for me is if if he doesn't move to Hawthorne or doesn't move somewhere, you've got Jeremy Finlayson, who's come into that GWS team as a forward role alongside um, Jeremy Cameron. Oh, don't forget the Himmelberg. And the Himmelberg. So <laughs> Himmelberg. I understand the risk that if he doesn't or he does get injured this season, his career as an AFL player could be over. Yep. Is that in the spirit of team and mateship? Rightio. I'm going to flip this one on its head. Who's okay. to say GWS have decided to make the call to protect their asset? How? How? Don't play him. He's probably sure. if he's probably going to go. They know it. So why would you risk it? It's quite simple. So you're saying they're trying to get maybe a, a good pick back the other way. Damn right they are. 
do what do yeah, you reckon right Hawthorne would give for a for a for a player who hasn't really done much and had three knee recos? For a big bodied full forward replacing late second. That's fair. That's fair. Late second's fair. Late second, like maybe something back. Even if it was a high second, maybe something back in return. But definitely not a first. And if there was a second, it'd have to be either a, there'd have to be something in return. Late second, you know, the Oh, I don't know, 30, 30 to 45 range, I think, would do it. Okay. All right. Still think you're going to get it. Yep. I, that's that's probably a bit high. I mean, but sorry, yeah, yeah pro- probably more than what I'd probably offer. But you've got to, if you want him, you've got to give him, you've got to give something for him. Yeah. Look, I'd, I, I actually don't think he fits in the GWS structure anymore. No. I think they've had players come on and they're going beautiful. We'll get something for him. And yep. when he's on, he can play. Let's be let's be honest about that. He's not he's not shabby. Oh, he can play. Absolutely. But I think the way that GWS play, and if I, if they're looking, if you're looking at the AFL structures of teams these days, it's about speed, speed, speed. Yep. Those three other are much faster around the forward fifty and much more mobile than Patton. Exactly right. So I, he'll definitely be gone. I just don't. Um... Yeah, I think he'd definitely be gone. Well, what about his mate? Who's his mate? Canelio. Yeah. Ah, uh, Canelio. I think it's Carlton on that one. Ooh, not Hawthorne. No, I don't think he's going to go to Hawthorne. Right. No, I don't think he'll go to Hawthorne. Do tell me more. Oh, I just don't think. If you want to look at a club who's on the rise, could you imagine Canelio Cripps? Walsh in the middle. Oh, getting a Chubbs Farquhar. Yeah, I've got a Chubbs Farquhar just thinking about it. But that's what I'm trying to say is that you've got to look who's on the rise. They're on the rise. You're going to play in big front of big crowds every week. I'd, I'd take Carlton. I so would. are, you, are you saying that... And you know what? They're going to, and they're going to be freeing up a, a bit of money too because remember Daisy Thomas is finishing up? Yep. And he was on a, a decent wicket. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. He, he's going to command what? Be a mill, you reckon? A year? Canelio? Yeah. Nah. Nine hunch? Nine hunch. All right. So who would you rather have? Canelio or Brad Hill at the same dollar limit? I know who I'm taking every day of the week. Canelio, for sure. Canelio. Yeah. When he doesn't just play good games, he's always in the best. So now if yep. you ever want to put on if you want to put money, kids, if you're listening here, as Mick Malloy would say, put your house on it. If you ever want to go and put a bet on at the start of the year who's going to get the most Brownlow votes for a club, fully fit, it'd be Canelio. Yeah. So he's a gun. Um, so he's going. Hill, they reckon he's going to go to St Kilda for 900. Mate, take the money and run because there's nothing sure. There's nothing funnier than seeing St Kilda go down in flames because that's what they do. Yep. They just they just take the big ticket item and they have no money left over for anybody else. Yep. Paddy Ryder going back to Essendon is, is, is being uh, touted a little bit here. I, I, I don't see how he can after the way he left. Well, uh, that, that is the awkwardness of it, but I mean... You know, you ruined my life. You put my family in jeopardy. <laughs> my, kids. Uh, my kids, my unborns. <gasps> oh, yeah, I'll come back. Um, if you give me a game. The problem is Essendon have, faced, have got to face the fact that they've... They're, Who's their ruck reserves? You can't go playing Zach Smith, uh, Zach Clark every day. No. Oh, they picked up that, that, that young bloke. Injured. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, 
Carl Eamon wants to move back to back to Melbourne. Yep. Not surprised because why would you want to play under Ken Hinckley? Ollie Wines wants to come back to Melbourne, rumour is, at the moment. And that's not even true. That was brought up. Yes, it was. On Bigfoot. I, I want to see your sources. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, barbecue, or um, HP, because uh, they all taste good, but this one doesn't. I don't think. If, if, if Ollie goes back to, back to Melbourne, at the moment, how I'm feeling. Yep. No loss. No loss. Just because you want him to say you want him to play some good football. I want to play good football, and he's not going to play at Port Adelaide at the moment. No, no one's going to play any good football. Even the little league don't want to come out at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what else have we got? A uh, couple others sort of floating around. Mason Woods been looked like he's been thrown on the tray table. Yep, not surprised by that. He's been playing a little bit of alright football, so I don't know why he'd want to get rid of him. But hey. Tip and Woody hasn't signed yet. Tip and Woody. Hey, I know a little bit about the Tip and Woody situation. Would you like to... I heard this from an inside source. Sure, I'd love to. Um, so when it comes to um, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, um, mm. what we need to do before we start is... Um, well... Song going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Whoa, whoa. So Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody's playing footy. Is he's uh, playing in the background. So when it comes to Anthony Tip and Woody, the rumor that I've heard is that he's still on base contract. Yep. So he's still on a base contract. Gets the regular match payments from the club. The club are promoting him left, right, and center. He's on everything. And he feels that he's not being financially looked after by the club because they're paying him such a low wicket, but you mm-hmm. his face everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's not happy with that. And until they bring out a number that he agrees to, he won't sign. Very quickly, what would you pay him? Um, I'd go four fifty five. That's exactly what I was thinking. He's not. He's not top notch. No. Uh, oh god. But from a marketing perspective, he's got something. And I, like, I love watching him play, I must admit. He's going to bring people through the, through the doors, but he's yep. not top tier. It'd be interesting to see who that, who what Essendon's top tier players are getting because you've got to spend your salary cap these days. I'd love to see where that money is going. Got no idea. Well, I'll tell you, somebody else who might be going is good old um, Danaher because they reckon he might be going up to Sydney and I wouldn't be surprised if he wants a fresh start as well too. Yep. Wouldn't be surprised. Rightio. Anyone else? Um, anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, not that I know of. Nah. Nah. We'll come back to it next week. Um, cool. Like I said, Sally's Watch this week. David Hale joins the crew. Mm-hmm. See if uh, he keeps his job after one week. <laughs> uh, the Ratton coaching situation hasn't been filled yet. Don't know what's going on. Uh, there's no feeling whether he's going to stay or go. They were stiff to lose on the weekend. Yeah. So they're doing something right under Brett Ratton. Mm-hmm. Just don't know whether he's going to be the man. There's no words, there's no whispers, and there's nothing coming out of that. Uh, rightio. Um, footy tipping. What's going on with the footy tipping? So Justin and I have level pegged it Boy! in the final round. So Justin had a fantastic uh, tip last tipping last week. He got yep. seven. I got yep. six. You got five. Yes. And your brother got four. Yeah, he's given up. Is given up. Yep. So it's basically down to Justin and I. We're a beat, uh, each on 123. Yep. 
So the final round will have it. Oh, it's going to be epic. I tell you what, if there's not if there's not blood flowing to the organs right now, listeners, nothing's going to get you more excited than the. So we're both on track for our one thirty this season, which is exactly what I wanted to get Achieve. and more. Yep. So yeah, Beautiful. happy days. Uh, audience questions. Anything come from the audience this week? Nothing this week. Pull your fingers out, listeners, and write something. Goodness gracious, we put this on every week so you can ask us stuff, and you haven't. <laughs> so you know what? I'm getting a little bit frustrated with you. I love you. But give us something. Crikey. Um, Rightio, let's do what we normally do, the games for this week. This has been something that a lot of people have been loving. The games. Because this is the week where the AFL go, we're putting the good ones on early and we're throwing everybody else into the graveyard slot if you're shit. Rightio, let's go through this. Round 23. AFL football. Jamie Wallace. Friday night, 7.50pm at the MCG. And I say it every week. Everybody loves the G. Collingwood versus Essendon. Who wins and why? Collingwood and the why is because it is finals time and they are sharpening up. I think that is true. And I just want to see Essendon lose again. Because they don't yep. like them. Radio. Moving on to Saturday. Five games on Saturday. 1.45 p.m. at the SCG. Sydney Swans versus the Saints of St. Kilda. I'm going to go, I'm going to go St. Kilda. I'm going Swans just because it's at the end of the year. And if Buddy plays for his 300th, they'll do anything. So Buddy plays Swans. If Buddy doesn't play, Swans. (laughs) 210 down in Tasmania at Blundstone Arena. You are going to be needing your thermals on, people. Not that Melbourne versus... The Melbourne Demons. Not North. a Melbourne. Not a North. Melbourne. Not a Footerscray. Not a Melbourne. Franco Cotta. They're going to win by a 10 of goals. Easy. <laughs> We're going to. Should I do Franco Cotta for a reminder of the. Okay, we do it. We do it. Okay. 435 GM HBA Stadium. Geelong Cats versus Carlton Blues. Final game of the season, and Cats are not going to get a home final. So Suck at the balls. Let's go, Cats. Let's do it, Cats. But it'll be a belter of a game. Okay, the one everybody been waiting for. It is at the 7.25 at the Metacrona Stadium. Gold Coast Suns versus GWS. Giants. GWS. By about shitloads. <laughs> okay. We got, oh, this, this one. Good game, I think. Good game. 6.10 p.m. at Opta Stadium, AWST, which means Australian Western Standard Time. I looked that one up. <laughs> the Western Coast of the Eagles versus the Hawks. I say the Eagles by about six goals. The Eagles. Okie dokie. Well, if you like your footy, you're going to like it on the Sunday. Because on the Sunday, we have the Bulldogs of the Western with a scry and a not a Melbourne. Megalo, Megalo, Megalo. 110 at Ballarat Mars Stadium versus the Crows of the Adelaide. My theory Crows do not fly in cold weather. <laughs> doggies to win. I'm going to go doggies. All right. 320. I might even go watch this game. I'm a little bit excited for it. Sunday, August 25. <laughs> Tigers versus Lions. Now, this could be 
this could be the game. This will be the game of the round. Hottest teams of the AFL at the moment. Hot smoking. I'm only picking Richmond because it's at the G. Same, but I'm dead keen to see how the Lions play at the MCG. Oh, yeah. yeah. And last but not the least, T- uh, it's the blackout game. No one going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> graveyard shift. Even the zombies are not going to even watch it in the graveyard shift. 4.10pm no. at uh, Adelaide Oval. Hope Dockers win it. Dockers versus... Dockers they're going to do it for Ross, aren't they? They're going to do they... it for Ross. Coach gets I sacked. Now, hold on. New coach... They win. Frio to win that one. Hey, that's it. Listeners, one hour. We're done. Done. LOP, done for tonight. Uh, Once again, find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on uh, Instagram. Go to the Facebook page. Ask questions. Give us a review on Facebook. Oh, by the way, we got a review on iTunes last week. Uh, How was that review? Yeah, the review was interesting. Um, Oh, yeah, it was it was a bit of an interesting glowing? one. Glowing? Was it a glowing review? Uh, it depends on what you classify as glowing. Um, I think it was in the lines of... Um, I'm just trying to find it now. Jamie, you do the outro while I find this quick uh, quick message that I sent you from last week. Oh, we're going to do my outro. What are we going to talk about? Just talk about stuff. All just right. talk about yeah. stuff. Found it. Here we go. Oh, okay. So we've got an average rating on iTunes of four stars. Come on, listeners, get that up. Come on. I'll give you a shout out for every person who gives us a, for every person who gives us a quote next week on writes a review. We'll read out your details on the podcast next week so you can show your friends. This came from Kath of DHG, lowbrow podcast for people with low IQs. Turned off after five minutes of hosts taking about coins in people's asses, ball flicking, and number twos. Really gross. But I think this, this I wrote this up because I think uh, she wrote, not people talking, but people taking. So the whole I thing about people with low IQs that the podcast is attracted to, we hit our target market. <laughs> All right? So if you want to leave a glowing review like Kath did, get on the iTunes. We'd love to hear about it. And like I said, for every person who leaves a review during this week, yours will be read out on the next podcast. That's it, listeners. Um... Footy's the winner in my eyes. I love what Ricky says that. Um, more importantly, I hope the Benny Hill soundtrack doesn't come out for either my mob or your mob. Football's the winner. Jamie, how do you love your football, big fella? No, Peps. I'm going to ask you, how do you like your football? Oh, I love it. Mm, lace out. Like my ladies. <laughs> Have a great week, listeners. From J-Dog and the Peps. Went and saw Hugh Jackman last week. Awesome. Where at? Oh, was at the um, tennis center. Awesome. Oh, yeah. money bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. He was awesome. Fantastic. How much did it cost? Those tickets? Oh, I don't know. My wife bought it for me. Did the right thing. It was awesome. Went with the mother-in-law. Magnificent. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he disgustingly handsome? Oh, he made. He's fifty and he looks amazing. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not like looking in the mirror. <laughs> Sit down.